Hey everybody, welcome to Team Fight Talk Show. That's right, we're back. I am Doa. With me is Frodan, as always. And today, our very special guest is not Noster 8, 9, 10. No, it's Noster 11, that's right. Or just Noster if you want. He's here with us all the way from his bedroom where I don't actually know Boston. where you are. You're in, in Boston. Exactly. All the way from Boston, like I knew from the very beginning. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you for having me. Uh, a long time viewer of the series. And uh, looking forward to the show. Great. It's going to be a good one, I guarantee you. Frodan, how you doing today, man? Doing all right. Uh, it's been really busy past few weeks, you know, doing the Hextech Double Up event. Uh, sorry, my mic's probably not ideal spot. Also, um, the Innovation Cup. And we got right. regionals prep. So it's a busy time for TFT coming up. Uh, wait, actually, I didn't. I wasn't... <laughs> They, didn't, they haven't officially announced who's casting regionals, <clears throat> so I may or may not be preparing. I can't confirm or deny. You know, it's like it is tradition on this show to spoil who's casting regionals, so it's uh, or who's casting the next TFD event. So you know, like we, it doesn't really matter. Like we are the vehicle that announces this stuff now. It's just it's just Apparently, been decided. Yes. You know? Okay. Just, just uh, so it's it's, it's been busy. I'm trying to get some games in on the new patch. Um, and I, you know, actually was watching a little bit of a Nosa stream to see what his insight was and ready to talk some TFT. All right. Yes. Yep. I am hyped as well. But before we get into it, I do want to get to know Nostra a little bit more. So tell us how it was you uh, got into TFT in the first place. Did you have any other previous kind of competitive gaming background? Uh, what, what drew you to TFT and then what drove you to compete? Um, I think primarily for me, it was just I had been playing Overwatch pretty religiously um, before, but it was about the time when I personally stopped kind of enjoying Overwatch. I, I was kind of feeling out some of the games like Rainbow Six and CSGO, I but I, um, yeah, um, I believe his name was Yang. I haven't I haven't talked to this guy in a while, but his name was like Yang Shuo or something like that. And he um, hmm. introduced me to TFT and um, I've always liked strategy games. So I just started playing it and I really enjoyed it. Um, but as for competing, um, I think it was just more natural as I, you know, climbed up the ladder a little bit. I think I have always enjoyed competition, so I think it was just a natural thing to do. Cool. All right. Well, we're happy to hear you're a fun player to watch. But uh, let's get into our augments. That's right. We have augments every <laughs> single show, and today we're gonna have you, the chat at home, pick how you will modify Teamfight Talk Show today. And as usual, we will have Frodan go through these. All right. So. We, at the very top of the show, will be giving the ability for chat to influence how our show actually looks. There's some light ones, and then there's some ones that are quite intrusive. We have to build an entire segment for it. So the three that we have for you to vote on in the chat right now, for those who are watching on the live broadcast, is one, Cutthroat, in the honor of Noster, who I know loves to banter with friends. The guest has to roast another TFT player for 30 seconds. Two, Irresistible Charm, where everyone has 30 seconds to dress up as fancy as possible. Just a little light one. And then mm -hmm. three, Backfoot with Pop Quiz with the guests. We have a really fun Pop Quiz this week. So I personally like option three. But that's because I always like quiz segments on, on our talk show. Dude, these are these are kind of hard. I, who, who, is, this, is this the Mortog? Is this the Mortog augments? <laughs> <laughs> like, these are kind of no, hard, man. These are all great. Well, the thing is, is that the augments aren't great for you, the player. They're great for the viewer. That's that's who we prioritize. <laughs> so the the question is, you know, who are the augments really for? And the answer is, it's it's not not for us, really. 
for, for them. the viewers. You're having for fun. Them. There's only right. I, I think we had like another minute or two. <laughs> uh, so no, sir. You, if you had to choose one of them, which are you voting for right now? I don't know. I feel like I'm going eighth no matter what I pick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> Probably three. I don't know. Three. They're all fine. They're all fine. You're you're not intimidated by the idea of a pop quiz? No. I don't okay. know. <laughs> That didn't sound How, very convincing. Well, I don't know. How good is your TFT one. knowledge? How good is Not your TFT one. knowledge? I hope it's good. But I don't know. Okay. I, I, it, I hope it's good. How good is your League of Legends lore knowledge? Oh. Not a chance. Okay. Not a chance. Do you, know, do you know any lore? Can you share with us any tidbit anything of lore? Arcane. Anything for Arcane. Okay, how about anything? Okay, share us a, share us a lore bomb from uh, Arcane. Yeah. Um, Heimerdinger and Echo both are going to are both like the innovator people, and okay, you know what? You know what? This is from Arcane. <laughs> all right. No, you you all nailed right, it. Yeah, right. slight um, spoiler you, you there, it. but you got it. Yeah, that's that's fine. All right, they're yeah, the they're yeah, from Arcane. <laughs> I, I have never gone out of my way to uh, to search anything from. All right. All right. Well, the results are in. <laughs> no point. What's the gonna results who, are in. What's it gonna be? All right, not number three. Cutthroat. It is oh, cutthroat. Boy. Okay, so later in the show, you'll have to roast a different TFT player for 30 seconds. It's not a long time, but you've got some time to think about it. We're not going to do it right now. Don't worry. We'll get to it a little bit later. For now, we've got some news to talk about instead. And uh, as Noster agonizes over that, let's <laughs> agonize over the minutia of what has happened in the TFT scene in the last two weeks or so. And uh, the first thing is going to be the fact that we have a long patch. That's right. 12.5 is right. going to be around for quite a while. Uh, there is a, a B patch that came in that we're going to talk about in a moment. But first, we're going to talk about uh, some of the news that was released as far as, like, why a long patch at all. And uh, there was an article that came out. Uh, it was informative. And uh, I think it's kind of cool, actually, that we are having a long patch. I've always kind of said that I wish it was a longer time between patches because I feel like... Things are just starting to get figured out, and then it gets changed again, you know? And sometimes it's a change that needs to happen if there was, like, a clearly overpowered comp or something like that. But a lot of times I feel like the meta is just starting to be explored, and then we have to, like, start all over again, right? So I'm actually pretty hyped that we're, uh, we're having a longer uh, patch break between these two, regardless of the reason. But what do you think about this, Nost? Are you happy to uh, have things be a little bit longer? More time with one patch? Or do you like the two-week cadence? Um... I think that sometimes, in terms of later in the set, I think a longer patch can be a little more detrimental. But I think that right now it's relatively early in the set. People are still trying to figure out the game. So I think that having longer patches is is fine because people are still trying to figure things out. Um, especially that the patch right now, for me at least, feels pretty good, honestly. It feels like there's a lot of stuff that's viable. Um, so personally, I think it's a good thing. Uh, some people might not, but I think it's I think it's good. Okay. How about you, Dan? What, what do you think? Because uh, the reason is because Riot as a whole, as a company, it seems like they're going to be reflecting on some company-wide stuff, uh, direction, you know, all that kind of all that kind of corporate stuff corporate people do. But, you know, the meantime is we have a patch for a long time. So what do you think of it? Yeah, I think that, you know, given that we have had several tournaments now in a row where the patch releases, then you have like 24 hours to play and then you're competing again. Um, it's, it's like a welcome thing. I think regionals in general, more importantly than any other tournament needs to have a stable patch. And the reality is when we release a patch so soon, one, 
there could be a lot of bugs, right? That needs that could be game breaking and, and abusable. And and sometimes like we just have situations where the Colossus armor plating bug happened, where it just didn't work. And so if you got it and offered it a gold tier augment, you just had two options out of three because you just should not pick it. We need to avoid those kind of situations. So having a long stable patch, we were weak into 12.5. We got a really big P patch we're going to talk about. That's really good. The second could just be that we want to reduce the amount of variance and really show who is able to understand things and more and, and just be less about how quickly were you able to discover something that's really broken and lead to you know a little bit more degenerate metas. Um, so I'm I'm a big fan of it. I like that Riot's also giving their devs a break. I think the TFT team probably needs a you know a little bit of time to reset and evaluate certain things just because they've been grinding so hard. It feels like yeah, you know I've been I've been part of you know like you know at Twitch esports for example or Twitch rivals. We at one point were putting out like 250 events a year, right? And that just means that like every other day we were like putting out a content piece. It just felt like all of it became noise and we weren't able to kind of ground and central ourselves. So it was really huge that Riot was able to give the uh, TFT team some breather and opportunity to observe what needs to be changed, you know, what what's working, what's not. Um, and I think that's really huge for, for their development team in general. So uh, I, I agree with all that. I, I had another question for Nosu too, where as a, as a player, uh, when you've got this long patch, when you know the meta is going to be more figured out, uh, what does that mean to you in a tournament sense? Does it change the way that you approach your preparation for something like that? Uh, do you think the, the game is going to be more stagnant or do you think it's going to show just like a higher level of mastery than we've been able to see it at tournaments in the past? Like, in your opinion, how would that affect tournaments? Um, I think that generally you won't see people being very confused about their spots almost ever in tournament. Um, when they're getting this long of a patch, most people have, you know, the three or four main comms and a patch down almost perfectly, I think. Um, I think for tournaments specifically, knowing the weird situational outs um, that you don't see very often on ladder that are not going to be honed as well um, by the majority of players in a tournament, if you know your weird outs, you can make a big difference from a game that would is going very south to a game that you can maybe find some footing with a bad a bad board, um, generally speaking, that is actually good in specific spots that only you can see. Right. That, yeah. that makes sense. Because <clears throat> that's one thing about the players at like 2020 a comp. Uh, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but then you see them do just that, right? Where they, they have such a deep knowledge of a composition that they know all those weird outs when they need them. And if you have this much time with the patch, you don't need to 2020 something. You're going to have that level of knowledge with theoretically more comps than you would normally. So I, I think it elevates the level of play. I hope that's what we're going to see. I'm, I'm pretty high. Anything to add to that, Dan? I just think that's good that we're getting different types of cadences, right? Like TFT yeah. is a game that people argue changes too often, right? For the casual competitive players, it's like... They, they just when you have things nailed down, it feels like they patch. And I know a lot of players who mm. like to play three to four times a week, which is still a lot, uh, but not as much as some of us nerds who grind every day for multiple hours. Uh, it's great to have like a long form patch sometimes um, just to mix it up. So good stuff from Riot. And yeah. I'm excited to talk about the patch. Yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about 12.5B just dropped a couple days ago, just yesterday, actually, I believe. And so this this was big. There was a lot of changes. Uh, some of the reroll compositions that have been fairly dominant came down. 
Uh, things like enforcers were nerfed a little bit. Uh, some of the things that needed a little bit of a boost, like bodyguards, brought, got, back, got brought back up again. They said in the article the goal was to increase the variety of compositions that were viable. Um, my my initial impression, I haven't played like a ton of games on the speed patch yet, but my initial impression is that it does seem like things are a little bit more open. But uh, no, sir, I have no doubt you've played more games than me. Uh, what have you been noticing as far as the difference in this patch between 12.5 and 12.5b? Um, not much. It seems like a really good patch overall, in my opinion. They seem to have fixed a lot of the stuff that was a little bit too good and brought up a, a few of the things that were arguably a little mediocre, but... I think that Strikers and Ash are the two things that are really standing out to me. Ash being, or Ash feels way weaker than mm. what she did feel before the patch. Um, and Aurelia and Sivir feel way better because they didn't get touched. Um, and yeah, Strikers seem very good right now because they they just did not get touched at all. And everything that seemed to have a good matchup into Strikers got nerfed a little. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's my initial read on the on the meta all right Dan, yeah, i, I would agree with that i would agree with that i think yeah. a lot of people have understood that i really is a really effective uh champion currently to build around for one she's really flexible right you can still play the innovator core a lot of people love playing innovators it's really straightforward and simple you just play the five core units then flex around either the scrap the socialites or the strikers or whatever top end you're hitting right um, I think one of the secret big winners of this uh, patch is Jin. I think Jin, the combat slowing down and a lot of power reducing means that Jin has a little bit more time to set up. Uh, and mm -hmm. the only problem is that uh, Irelia kind of destroys a lot of these skill shot champions. So you're talking about Jin, you're talking about Ari, you're talking about uh, people that just need to hit things with, that don't target. Uh, Irelia dodges a lot of it. And this actually even goes back to maybe a design philosophy in 6.5 in general because multiple champions do this. Kha'Zix does this. Zeri does this. It just feels like any kind of skill shot based champion is going to have a bad time to find consistency in 6.5. They can totally pop off. I'm just mm. saying that it's just hard to have the streamlined results that you're looking for in AD carry. And that's why you play AD, by the way. You play AD to have consistent DPS output. You play AP to go for these big burst heavy moments to try to wipe the field, unless you're playing Renata, which ironically seems to be the only consistent AP comp right now that isn't like mutant dependent or reroll dependent. So it's a very interesting spot. I think, you know, obviously it's the first like day and a half of the patch, so we're still kind of figuring things out. But uh, overall, if, if you're still trying, if you're figuring out like one comp or one champion that you really want to learn in depth, I would say Strikers with Irelia and Silverflex is probably the most consistent currently. Yeah, definitely seems that way. And and you you hit on something that I want to talk about too, which is the speed of combat in the rounds. Like we just got done with Innovation Cup, and I think the the speed at which rounds tended to finish in six point uh, in six point five and in twelve point five specifically was kind of on full display. And so characters like Jin that took longer to set up, characters like Ari, although Ari was okay, but still, you know, you really need a pretty insane front line to make sure she's got room. You need like deep syndicate online in a lot of cases, or big crazy six arcanists like capped boards but i would i would also like to see things slow down because the slower things are the more comps become viable because then carries that operate in different ways you know faster or slower can sort of keep up basically uh have you noticed noster the the length of rounds the length of fights slowing down at all in your opinion um i mean i think that they brought a lot of power out of out of a lot of units so i think naturally it's just going to become a little slower but I think that the main issue is that just there's so much, so much 
either negation or just ignoring front lines like Talon, Draven, Aurelia building Last Whisper almost exclusively, Kha'Zix, all these units just completely ignore frontline and just seem to just make frontline vanish. Um, like if you were watching Braum in set six, <clears throat> it felt like there was so much supporting him and it didn't really feel like Braum would, except for sometimes by like fringe Fiora cases, just vanish. But right now, if you just watch a Braum, he'll just he'll just maybe cast once sometimes, and sometimes he just doesn't even cast a two star. Um, but yeah, the front lines just seem to vanish very quickly, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. Like Set Six definitely had their backline access, right, with Shaco, Akali, um, and, and a couple of other variations. Like Lux technically just kind of like went past your front line very often. Yeah. But in six point five, it does feel like the mobility of champions that we're talking about, including backline access, makes frontline a little bit less consistent. Um, and, and in general, like I think that uh, right now, currently, the biggest th issue that I take is that the previous patch felt really good for the first time in a long time to roll at every level interval. Uh, it felt really good mm -hmm. to roll at five, five if you really need to, obviously for reroll, but six, seven, eight, and nine just would felt super fluid. And I think one of the really unsung heroes for this was Twinshot. Um, I know Noser actually couldn't agree because Twinshot was like his favorite way to kind of play the mid game. And I think what Twinshot's really represented was a lot of flexibility of how to build mid game boards because you could stabilize probably a little bit too easily on Twinshots, but it also gave you a lot of flexibility with, do you want to play two, three, four? Is it something you want to re-roll? Do you want to just play it as an item holder? And because of Lucian, Quirky, and Gangplank's versatility, you can hold a wide range of items. And so it kind of created like a ton of mid-game flexibility that feels a little bit weaker now because they got nerfed. Mm. So uh, I really want mid-game to matter more. And what I worry about right now is we're going to go back into like a greed into a 4-1 roll down type meta. And I don't want that to be like an Irelia or like whatever four cost lottery at that point. Um, yeah. Because the game, in outside of the reroll dominance in the previous patch, I really like this aspect of TFT because it hasn't happened for a couple sets. We pretty much ignored a lot of mid game for like past two and a half sets. Yeah, it's uh, it, it feels like the game is is healthier in terms of uh, just like you said, the regular flow. As long as the mid game is a little bit stronger too, because we all remember like. I think it was like set four where it was really like the greed until four one and then just kind of see what you get, you know, look for that chosen and then kind of go from there. And that kind of, you know, one track method of play was was really fun for some. But again, I think TFT needs to kind of be able to appeal to a broad range of skill sets. But uh, I, I so the, the question is, when we all come down to it. Is this going to be, uh, once it's more figured out, is this going to be a good patch for NA regionals or is it not going to be? Let's, let's, let's just make some predictions here. Noster, good or bad for NA regionals? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say. It's, it's really early on in the patch. Well, that's um, the point of making wild predictions. But that's, how, that's how this works. If I had to say, I think <laughs> that... I think it'll be a good patch. I think there's a lot of a lot of comps that are good. Although the one thing I will say is I'm kind of scared that Nar early is a little too good right now. I feel mm -hmm. like Nar. I feel like in my game today, every single time I saw someone get dropped Nar or have a Nar's two in the mid game, it was just insta streak. But other than that, I think it it feels like a good patch. Other than that, I think we're fine. Okay, Dan. Dan, what do you think? <clears throat> Um, I have a couple of ideas that I'm labbing out right now, which could seem promising because if it ends up working out, it's a counter to the current meta, 
and then that will all it all, but it's not without weaknesses because mm. I know how to beat the strategy that I'm trying to lab out, uh, which will create a really healthy dynamic, right? Because you don't want things to be rock, paper, scissors in TFT, but you want to yeah. have the optionality of being able to choose different lanes. So the reason why I'm not releasing it is be because uh, I want to have a couple more confirmations of it. And we're going to have another episode by the time it rolls around. Uh, mm. But right now, um, I, I think that there's, I think the patch is going to be going to be good. I think it's going to be good. I think it's definitely better than where it was in the previous patch because the previous patch, it was pretty correct to just play reroll no matter what you did. It felt um, that way, and, yeah. and and I think that's why a lot of players who like to flex got squashed on day one uh, because they just didn't really, they weren't really, they weren't willing to reroll as much, and that's always a weakness when that's the top cop in the game. I'm glad Noster brought up Nar because, like, that's a champion that I know they wanted, uh, you know, Nar to be the AD carry for Yordles and Corky is the AP carry for Yordles. But we saw during the tournament, like, Appy is like won a game with three star Nar. Like, Nar was already a champion that, under the right crazy circumstances, could be really good. And now, with just the way things have changed, the things that came down, especially, I feel like Nar may be like one of our new uh, overlords and also a striker, too. So it kind of plays into what's going to be strong naturally so it, it almost seems like strikers i think have like three different carries and aurelia and sivir aurelia specifically might be the best way to go but in a pinch if you hit a lot of nars you have the items on them and you're getting some social attacks active like he might not be a bad way to go too uh at least maybe to top four but that's something that i want to i want to mess with more but we'll see we'll see how it goes but Onward to the next segment, which is our augment Man. segment. Oh, it's time. Boy. The reckoning <laughs> has come for Noster to mm. roast one of the uh, one of his fellow peers in the TFT mm. professional scene with our cutthroat augment. So I the question think... first is, who will the target be, Noster? Have you decided? I think I would be out of line if I did anyone except Ren. Ren okay. TFT. I think I, would, I think I would be out of line if I did not go after him. <laughs> All right. Okay. I was expecting DQA a little bit as well. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He's afraid of DQA. <sighs> all right, all right. When you, when you start, we'll put the timer up. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. I, I've got to collect my thoughts here. Um, mm, oh, man, I'm not good at roasting people. All right. Everyone's got to start somewhere. Do, do, we, have, do we have a hip-hop beat? Do we have a hip-hop no, instrumental no, 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 beat in the I, background? I'm not doing a flow. I'm not doing a flow. <laughs> Can you beatbox? I can't. I don't know. Ren? Ren's LP? will never be four digits. Ren's wow. copium will Oof. always be four digits. This guy <laughs> is a fast eight one trick. You can't <laughs> play the game. The only good thing about this guy is his emotes, and even them are kind of mediocre. Whoa. Um, wow. <laughs> that was just... Mean-spirited. Really. I like it. Was, I mean, hey. <laughs> you know, it was just straight-up insults. It was just straight-up insults. TFT, TFT Ren Young is, is a good emote, okay? Like this man's it's, whole it's career. <laughs> wow. How are you going to do that to him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Same I'm not going to listen people. I kind of right, feel right. No, I like well, what's... it. I like it. All right. One, one specific you're, you're question. Good, you're, good, you're good at roasting the patch, if, it, if that's what you want yeah. to talk about, too. Yeah, no. There you go. All right. Well, there. yeah. yeah. Somebody click it and send it to them, man. That was mediocre. Somebody clip it. It's okay. It's on the, it's on the internet forever now. It's the, the roast was mediocre, like Ren's emotes. Oh, oh. Uh, all right, all right. I'm not I got out. Him. There you I go. gotta say, that's right. I got your back. I got your back. 
<laughs> well, that was that was the augment. All right. Thanks for playing along, Nose. You know, at the end of the day, like you, you are a winner for actually going through with it. We appreciate that. Just uh, <laughs> you just lock the windows tonight. That's all I gotta say. You know? Yeah, Make I feel sure like everything's I'm locked. This. No one can get in. <sighs> if they might be angry at you, if there's something they heard on the internet <laughs> that you might have been involved in, you know. I just I don't want anything bad to happen. You know. That's just that's why we do this. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's go to everybody's favorite segment. It is agree. Noster is like one of the most well hydrated people I've ever I've ever met. By the way, did you see the size I of that? I some salty pasta. Was that I just some really salty pasta? Oh, so you do you need the water then? Is, is yeah, that no, I do. that looked like one of those water heating kettles though? Is it? It's is are you drinking straight kettle, from man. the water heating it's kettle? It's a water bottle. It Why is it a normal water bottle? <laughs> that is not a normal like a kettle, water bottle. <laughs> but it's just a water bottle. <laughs> it it's looks just like a water bottle. But the way you reacted tells me I'm not Are the first sure? person to think that. It's a weird skin for a water bottle. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's How a... much RP did you I pay cannot, for that? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. I mean, vote in. Let's. Can we get a vote in uh, chat? Does it look like a regular uh, water no bottle shot. or a There's water no heating shot, kettle? Right. I get. I I know which one. Which way that one's going to go. Well, anyway. You need to agree with that. Oh, that, there you go. <laughs> number one is Gnosis Water Bottle. Easy agree for me. Frodan, what do you think? This is the fastest disagree I've ever seen. Clearly, the man really? is drinking just from a water bottle. <laughs> wow. I don't know Frodan about you, likes to stay on the pretty good sure side they pass those around at the, the, the LA marathons, you know? <laughs> okay, maybe Obvious. I'm not as experienced. See, here's my water thing here. It's like a, one of those 32-ounce ones where you can, like, track how much you're drinking during the day. Yeah, this... I just like this one because of how big it is. I couldn't find any other big ones that were like this, and this is the biggest one I could find, so it just is what it is. All right. You could just get, like, a five-gallon bucket with, like, a, a hose, too. This is, this, is a state, like a this is the state spot. of TFT competitors. They have to drink out of a kettle from their kitchen because they, they can't <laughs> afford water bottles. Yeah. If right, only, please. We need to put more into this scene. Save our pro gamers drinking uh, accoutrements. I don't know if that's the right word. But anyway, let's move on to agree. The TFT esports community needs to expect less from Riot. Oh, this is interesting timing. Expect less from Riot and do more for themselves. Noster, agree? This is a this is a big disagree. The fact that we still don't have a spectator client after being promised it, it really inhibits it really inhibits you from even being able to potentially run things uh, yourself, along with the fact that, I mean, it's really hard to to run things when, you, like, it's just it's just not set up well for tournaments, I don't think, in my opinion, at all. So big disagree. Like, we should expect more from them, honestly. All right. Frodan, what do you think? I agree and disagree with half the statements. So I agree that uh, we should be doing more, but I don't think that we should be expecting less from Riot. I think Riot, re okay, and and just 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 you know, having worked with other developers in the past, um, I've had some experience, you know, working with in other games and esports, and Riot definitely cares a lot, especially their developer team. But Riot also likes to brag a lot. They like to talk about how they're the most player-focused company in the world, and that's what their they goals are. They invented esports. <clears throat> Doe has told me on multiple accounts that he's heard them basically claim that they, or, or, or basically like imply that they created esports. And I mean, they're not necessarily not TFT, they're they're not necessarily wrong about how how much impact they've had, right? Like 
League of Legends esports is still going on very strong, and they're doing great with Valorant, and, and it's really cool to see how Riot's growing. Uh, that being said, it's just it's just weird, and, and and this is something we'll talk about later on as well. But it's such a weird blemish on their account to see how they're treating some of these smaller communities just because they're not filling out stadiums worth of screaming fans doesn't mean that it's not worth investing more into. Um, so in terms of what should we expect from Riot, we should expect more because they want to have it all. They want to have their cake and eat it too. And right now, it just don't, it, it doesn't feel like right. But what can we do in response? I mean, it's the same thing as anything. In a game of TFT, focus on what you can control, not what you can't. You got the three augments, just make do with what you got. Same mm. capacity here. We It feels like we have no augments with it when it comes to the esports community. So we got to make something happen and do things ourselves. And that's what, you know, people like me and Doe are doing. That's what hopefully some of the other community organizers are doing. I don't want to continue anymore. This is just turning into my own rant session. So I'm just going to... No, it's... Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, I think you're totally validated. I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to agree, disagree as well uh, for similar reasons. Uh, one is that the... The developer does not create the esport community. The the fans create the esports community, right? And so the a lot of the things that make that grow need to come from the fan side. So there is a lot of responsibility on that side to make things. That said, the spectator mode is a big thing. We do not have a spectator mode. There is a very bare bones one on the tournament realm that helps nobody. Honestly, it uh, it is okay for our broadcast to get like a clear image of what's happening in the game, but for people like me that would love to do like weekly King of the Hill things that I would cast on my channel or for anyone that wants to create more events, I can't do that because I can't make that on the tournament realm. You know, we can't, if I, if I want to do something on my side, I either have to aggregate all the stream views, which I am not able to do as a single individual and, uh, uh, or I have to play in them and actually be in the lobby so you can see the game. So the fact that we don't have that spectator mode, we don't have the tool, does hamstring the community from being able to make all the things they want to. So we absolutely do need that ASAP. It's ridiculous that we don't yet, frankly. Um, and and I would say until we do have something like that, don't put any videos at the beginning of your world championships talking about how you're so great providing things for the players and growing esports, all right? Those videos make me sick, whether they're in League of Legends or TFT. Wow. Like, you know the ones I'm talking about. Honestly, like, I, <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm kind of going off a little bit here. But, like, every, like, big Riot event before that, they have, like, a 10-minute video where it's, like, just people, you know, side-lit, like, sitting in a chair looking off like this. They're like, we really love our players, and it's great that we're able to be able to do so much for them. Riot's really taking esports to the next level. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, come on. Get, you don't even have a spectator mode for TFT. Like, nah. So, all right, I'm done with that. That some some you know, <laughs> I've been uh, you know if you've watched been watching Twitter, I've been like venting about some other things and some other esports today. It's coming out a little bit on the TFT side too, but that's where we're at. We want to do more for your game. We want to grow your community more. So give us the basic tools with which to do so. That's all we're asking. But we'll leave it there. Right. Agree. Question number one. Chat agrees uh, as well. Where. Yeah, again, community should do things, but whatever. We're going to move on. Question number we will. two. We're, we are doing things. We are doing things. We are doing things, exactly. Uh, all right. 12.5 patch is actually a good meta, and complaints about reroll are overblown. This is a little bit outdated now because the B came out, but we'll roll with it anyway. Uh, Noster, agree? Um, I think that, relatively, in my opinion, this it felt like a fairly enjoyable reroll meta, except for some some cases of rat, but... <laughs> it felt like that it was kind of, of healthy. It was there was maybe one Ash player, maybe a Syndra player, maybe 
maybe a rap player in each lobby, but it wasn't every game by any means, and it didn't feel completely, um, completely overpowered at all. It felt, uh, it felt like it was a very healthy meta in general. I think last patch, so I think it was definitely overblown. I would agree that so it's agree. All right, so it's an agree. The yeah. complaints are <clears throat> overblown. All right, Frodan, agree. I agree. I agree. I think that the big problem wasn't the three stars. The big problem was the two stars. Now, the big problem was some games you saw Ash two be able to just do way too much damage, uh, and even like fast eight sometimes even go beyond that, right? Or you just saw like Syndra two put out way too much damage. Um, or or even just like watching the way reroll also fed into each other just visually looked off there's a problem that tft and auto battlers might eternally struggle with it might just be a flaw within the genre that they have to overcome somehow but the more people reroll the better reroll gets and part of the problem with uh, the previous patch was that there were so many different approaches to reroll with a combination of augments like double trouble or triforce or anything else that helps you that just makes it even better to reroll. So if someone's going for the the GP Lucian reroll, that means that you can go the Senna Morgana reroll. If someone's going for Talon Syndra, that meant that you could be doing Yordle stuff a lot easier. Just like there's just like a lot of different ways that people were slicing it, and there was just some lobbies that looked wrong. It was like six people having like four three stars, uh, and it just looked kind of nuts. But that's because they all feed into each other. Um, so I agree. I think the meta was actually quite diverse. Uh, even reroll had capped top end you saw a lot of reroll struggle to go beyond top two top three because one player who like decided to just play straight uh normal flex end up capping out really high and every cost every tier cost had like viable carries and every tree had multiple uh ways that you had out so overall i thought it was a pretty good patch just some things were kind of broken but i really like the philosophy of the b patch tuning everything down um as a, as a big step so i, I overall i i think that it was a pretty pretty solid I wouldn't say it's one of my favorites, but it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with this one, too. Um, I think, and I think we, we saw some pretty good evidence of this over the course of the weekend with the Innovation Cup, too, where we did see reroll be very, very dominant on day number one. And throughout the tournament, like Dan said, the Ash build sometimes would just be kind of unbeatable. But over the days two and three, we did start to see less reroll and more people playing around four costs, five costs, some mercenary stuff coming in, uh, some twin shot coming through, uh, even some six arcanist stuff. So I think things opened up a little bit on their own in that kind of microcosm of the innovation cup. So on the latter, it's it's a similar thing, right? Where you need to be able to read your lobby and say, all right, is this a reroll lobby? Which there certainly were a lot of, and like Dan said, there was a lot of ways to enable that, but. It doesn't have to be that way. So I think there was probably a more robust meta underneath what the reroll reaction kind of told people. Um, but I also agree with that patch B sort of takes away a little bit of that via numbers. And so we should get a little bit more of that variety just from the B patch now. So that's fine. That's good. Let's move yep. on to, and uh, chat disagrees. Interesting. So uh, chat. Is, <laughs> they uh, hate reroll. Not, not agree with that. All right. They don't like <laughs> they reroll. Hate, okay, they like... hate the Twitches. The Twitches <laughs> yeah, chat got jumped on one too many times by Rathley. They say they, they say <laughs> they don't like reroll, but they're playing it. We know they're playing Ooh. it. Yeah. Which is, I know which is funny chat. because the B patch of Twitch reroll was like weaker than the when it was actually the best reroll comp, but it still was too <laughs> strong. And it's still viable even on this patch. Yeah, you can still I mean, play it. Yeah. 
I'm pretty well, certain the issue with Radis is auto attack damage. His ultimate doesn't even feel. His ultimate feels like it's just yeah. another auto attack. It, mm -hmm. it's, it's felt like that. It's like it's his auto attacks are the issue. In my opinion, it's still yeah. good. You can still play. I agree. It's, like, it's, like, it's like talents, like talents. Really, not the ability. Yeah. It's like how much AD damage he's doing. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Continue. Anyway, a green question number three. Tournaments right after a patch are just as valid because it tests other skills besides extended besides ex executing solved metas a week later. Kind of kind of a long uh, long rambling question, but you kind of you get the idea. So, I'll agree, but I'll also disagree because I okay. think that patches or tournaments being happening right after patches is it is a good thing for players to showcase how fast they're able to learn new things, how fast they're able to pick up on what's good, what's bad, what changed. But I will also disagree because I do think that that the the amount of time that we are given to pick up on things is not enough. Um, it feels like one day is not really enough for even the fastest learners to really get a comprehensive grasp of what they should be playing. Um, and I think that for tournaments, especially in TFT, you should be pl seeing players who know what they're doing in most of the time. But you'll see players just get really confused um, in tournament on new patches because they just haven't had enough time to figure out what's good. So I think that it, it's kind of in a in like a in a in a kind of bad spot where it's one day is not quite enough time. But I think that in some cases a week can be a little too much time. But I don't know. That's 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 just my feeling as someone that's played in both. Okay. But no, that's, that's valid. All right, that's interesting. Dan, what do you have to say? Dan, no, <clears throat> no, straddling the fence so much, you could be a caster. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, try to get trying to keep everybody happy. It's an admirable trait. <laughs> uh, really the the answer to this is yes. Uh, it does. It, they they are valid just because they don't necessarily test the kind of skills that I think a lot of uh, players who want like a solve meta or like a stable meta where they can understand what they're playing around. Um, that being said, I prefer tournaments a week after the patch. I just want to put that out there. So while I agree with this statement, I would like more time because I think ultimately I watch tournaments for high level play. I don't want to watch tournaments for other players to struggle, if that makes sense. Um, I think preparation is like the lack of preparation adds a layer of variance that I don't think TFT needs, if that makes sense. TFT already has a lot of variance inherently, and to add even additional layers to make things more complicated and difficult is unnecessary. We could also go through extraordinary lengths to try and make tournaments in TFT more physically difficult, more mentally challenging, more emotionally loading. It's like we could do all <laughs> these different things, but sure. I, I, think, I think there's enough already. So let's just put it a week later. That said, I still agree. I think they're just as valid. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to disagree with this. I, I don't think they're as valid, actually. And, and the reason is, is because you've got a tournament that favors one specific skill set that is just as important to have a week after the patch as it is a day after the patch, you could argue. Because the people that are really good at adapting to a new patch should, in theory, also be the people that are really good at adapting to whatever meta develops too and finding new creative ways to play around that. You know, if they're creative and problem solving in a short time, you'd think that skill isn't going to go away a week after. It'll still be there. The only difference is that a week later, you'll have all the players that have been able to master it and take a little bit longer. So I, I do think tournaments that are a little bit farther after the patch are going to be more valid because you're going to have more players playing at their best and that that makes a better tournament. So 
I'm going to disagree with that one. Uh, chat agrees, though. Chat is uh, chat, chat knows what's up. Valid. All right. Maybe. <laughs> is it, do we have a fourth one today? Let's see. We do not. I think all we're right. good. I think, I think, I think that's, that's it. Well, that's, that is agree. Everybody's favorite segment. Now let's move on to everybody's favorite segment. It is <laughs> eSports. That's right. We had the Innovation Cup this weekend. Uh, I had a ton of fun casting it. I know Dan did, too. Uh, this was, I, I don't know, I just love TFT tournaments. I, I love seeing specifically how the meta changes throughout the course of the weekend. Um, you know, in my mind, nothing's ever going to beat the like multi-week, multi-patch Giant Slayer series we used to do back in the day as far as like skill testing. But these events, three days, six games, like it's it's pretty good. It's, it's not terrible. So, uh, and we saw a lot of innovation, I think. Uh, we saw six Arcanists. We saw... Uh, we saw Nar win a lobby. We saw Twinshot, you know, come up as well. It was it was great. So, uh, Noster, how tell us about your your tournament experience uh, from from start to finish? It was probably not the tournament you were hoping to have, but how was it? Holistic. Um, well, I I enjoyed playing in it. Um, That's I good. definitely did enjoy playing in it. Um, going into the tournament, I I had been grinding a lot of games. I really wanted to do well here. Um. I felt like I was in the best form I had been in in a long time. I felt like I was really at the top of my game going in. So, I mean, I was. I, I said to myself, if I didn't make day two, I was probably going to take a break from TFT because, I, I mean, I had some expectations for myself. But after I made day two, I, I really wanted to make day three. Um, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Some sometimes you just you can't you can't get all the cards to come out your way yeah for sure if you could have you gone back and, and digested it a little bit have you kind of identified something that you think you could have done a little bit better yeah there were two games the second day the the triple prismatic game i had no clue what was going on that game i i'm sure i could have played it better <laughs> i haven't actually really watched hard. it back i sh i'm sure i could have done something differently um because i played i played some weird no jace board that was not good at all hmm. um but then there was another game where i think i gave one point away uh, because of bad zephyring. Oh, and that's a tiebreaker um, difference. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah, but I, I think I think that after it happened and I digested it for a little, I I didn't want to be too hard on myself because I'm most players. I think even the best players in a tournament will probably give one point away, um, through some difference. At so least. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I said At to least. myself, it, I probably gave away two or three points that I probably could have gotten if I played a little better. But I, I wasn't too hard on myself because I feel like I played very well um so let's flip like it then what do you think you're particularly good at this tournament um i feel like i my advantage is that i knew i knew everything that's really good i knew all the comps that were going to be played i knew how to play them uh, i knew all the angles uh i got i feel like i got fed some inno angles which was definitely my weakest comp mm. in the tournament but i knew that uh, comps i knew all the reroll comps i knew that draven and twin shots specifically were really underplayed in challenger for how strong they were okay um, wait can i just call you out right here how how is how are innovators your weakest comp man like come <laughs> on it's, it's, well, it's, it's the easiest you know, comp to play out of all of them i mean yes but like i mean i, I just don't personal get it <laughs> yeah, you know what it is what it is personal weakness it's, i, I mean, think it's because you it, it, it sometimes this actually happens a lot with tft players in particular is that 
they go so in depth with the hard stuff that sometimes the basic stuff throws them for a loop because it's so much simpler than they're making it out to be. It's you know, you don't have to flex a lot, just play the basics. Um, I think with Inno's, what I really struggle with in general right now is uh, playing a lot of mix and match. Inno's, when you go level eight, there's a lot of options. You can play Aurelia, you can play Sivir, you can play Jay's carry, you can play Jin. Yeah. And I think that a lot of other comps just kind of naturally the carries play themselves. If you're playing twin shots, you know what you're gonna play. If you're playing Draven, you know what you're gonna play. If you're playing, or if you're playing Deboner more specifically, you know it's either Draven or Zeri, right? But I think sometimes when I play Enos, I get a little dizzy about my carry options, and I just kind of, you know. No, that's that's logical. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fair. It's fair. I, I, I'm giving Nos a little bit harder time. I, I just, <laughs> oh man, it's just I, I just see so many people who have like five Innervator plus any two star carry. It's like, oh, they're top four. It's like. But that's solo queue, and of course, tournament environments are completely different. So uh, I yeah. only can speak from the Cassie pulpit. <laughs> exactly. And it is a high pulpit indeed. Let's check out who qualified uh, through to regionals so far. There's still uh, there's still more spots on the line. There's a couple from Challenger Series, I believe, coming up this weekend, I think. is Am I right that there's a couple from Ladder, or is that not the case? I'm trying to remember all the... Yes, yeah, yes, there there's two from Ladder, two, ladder, two, two Challenger. Okay, there's I thought two so, from yeah. Challenger Series, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. looking like it's looking like GB eight plus one, I think, on ladder right now. I have a check okay. though. After the I will check right now. Actually. He's pretty high up there. Yeah, I was looking at it just uh, a little bit earlier this afternoon. I don't remember exactly what spot he was on, but he was he was definitely like top yeah. five if I remember right. Yeah. Because Setsuko, I think, has like the rank one lockdown, but he's already qualified, right? Yes, Setsuko qualified already via mid set. Yeah, um, he's already qualified. So and then the it's, next uh, highest is Goose. Yeah, it's, then... it's Goose and someone else. So Dish Soap's already qualified. Robin's already qualified. Ramkev has the option, but he said that he doesn't want it. And mm -hmm. you are right behind him, but you already qualified. So you already qualified, yeah. So then the next highest person is called Kurum Snapshot Account. <laughs> but I will reassure you that Jiggly. this is not Kurum X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they never are. <laughs> it's just one of the many, the, the many uh, Kurum army, you know? Yeah, they're out there. I guess win trade so. accounts, occasionally. Classic win trade accounts. <laughs> Growing every set. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, one player who has started taking it a little bit more seriously that I'm excited to make a miniature comeback, assuming it is, is Newbowl. Newbowl's actually been uh, mm. rising up, playing a lot of solo queue games. Uh, his form is looking better and better. I'm I'm actually starting to worry about him. In set six, I was not worried at all. Newbowl was so free in set six because he played on mobile so you couldn't you couldn't reposition what? so he put yone in just one angle and the only thing he could do was flip boards and it was so predictable now new battle was really scary now i don't actually want to play against him so yeah. uh we'll see how well he does i don't think he can qualify a snapshot just a little bit too far behind but challenger series let's go mm -hmm. new battle it's possible yep. he, he awesome. does look he does look scary yeah he does look scary on ladder yeah well, let's, uh, let's check out uh, some other players. Out. If we look ahead to Worlds down the road for uh, Set 6, we did have an open qualifier for EMEA. And uh, I don't follow the scene super closely. I know some of the really big names, like AKA Wonder and all that. Um, any of you have anything to add to this? I, it was just all more I... like we don't... Sh oh, go ahead. Justin. Okay, go ahead. I was just say that we don't really talk about EMEA. It's, it feels like uh, yeah. T5 Talk Show is like almost exclusively uh north america but at times we have like you know oce members on we have other people from europe so i kind of want to just give a shout out to 
uh, the EU scene in general. And the reason why I wanted to feature it this week was that I think that EU started off really rough with their competitive scene. But slowly but surely, they've really pieced things together. And now, I think a lot of the players who are participating actually kind of like the way things are structured. Um, and they have their own dedicated website. So risinglegends.gg is how you can find stuff for EMEA. And like overall, I think they're actually doing great stuff. Hope that it can come, you know, a little bit better for North America as well. Because uh, it, it, like, the sentiment <laughs> isn't nearly as positive. But, uh, you know, piece by piece, step by step. This is our set. Man. So uh, I just imagine. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You're the guest. The guy, imagine being iBeam. <laughs> if I thought I got BG, imagine being that guy and looking at the leaderboard. Six way oh, tie. Oh, that, would, <laughs> yeah. that would not the, the six be a good feeling. Point players, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is the downside of Open Cups when, you know, this happens in Hearthstone and Magic and other games that like Swiss tiebreakers are just obnoxious where you have like. 13 people with the same record and only six of them go through it just feels like really bad when that happens um there's not really an easy way to solve this especially in a game with tft because you can't really just play like a 1v1 as tiebreakers so i, I guess this is just going to be part of the par for the course which is like when you play tft tournaments you just got to expect that on average every few tournaments you're just going to get screwed on tiebreakers i suppose yeah well, so speaking of uh, EMEA, we do have a Golden Spatula Cup coming up on March 11th through 14th, as uh, you can see. So if you want to keep track of that, that's where you can do it. Uh, I want to keep more track of the, the Korean scene, actually, because the only thing we see out of there is Bebe complaining about things. So there's <laughs> got to be more going on, you know? I'm going to have to do some research into that. But anyway, here you go. Golden Spatula Cup number three coming up. That's right. They also stream on the main channel, twitch.tv uh, slash teamfighttactics. I know people like Impetu Impetuous Panda, Wida, and, and some other usual folks are casting over there. So, you know, they don't really get it. They don't have their own podcast. So someone's got to announce it for them. Tune in. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. EMEA podcast. When? And what language? Never. <laughs> well, hopefully, maybe someday. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, that's it. So there's events uh, coming up all over the world. It's going to be great. Uh, so, another esports matter we have to attend to are the many numerous twitlongers that have been coming out this week. Now, I feel like we touched on this topic a little bit during the agree section earlier, and uh, and I don't want this to turn into like a huge rant. I will try to hold myself back a bit, uh, and and because at the end of the day, we like TFT and we want to succeed, so we'll be positive with it. But you know, we did have some uh, some twitlongers come out. One of them was uh, from Ramkev, obviously a person with a lot of reasons to be very upset with uh, the way some recent tournament results have gone for him. Um, you know, said essentially he's not going to participate for the rest of the set now at this point, which is kind of tragic because he's one of the one of my favorite players to watch. Um, but he may be out. We will see. Uh, Aegon also put out a twit longer as well that looked at things more from sort of the the business standpoint, not the OKage business standpoint, but the actual business standpoint of, uh, you know, resources being allocated to TFT and what that could mean. So there were a couple different looks from different players. Uh, obviously, Soju had one out there that Mort replied to as well. But, uh, you know, Nostra, when you see all this stuff uh, coming out, have you read all this? Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I, I've read I've read all three of them. I think that they're all worded really well, but I think that Aegon's in particular is is something that you would show somebody at Riot and they would maybe heed a little more than just some other, you know, competitive player complaining about not getting um, you know, the tournament results they want and just can say that that's just the frustration coming out. Mm -hmm. Um the fact that somebody that's 
really doesn't have that much invested in the scene to begin with is saying these things about the the um the game state and the business of it i think really <clears throat> speaks volumes um in my opinion uh, but i don't really have much more to add to the, what they actually discussed i think the two of them i think ram kev and Aegon specifically really pointed out most of the issues right now yeah um, the only thing i would think i could add is just more monetization i think that's the easiest fix for a lot of the problems or a lot of the solutions or a lot of the issues for solutions to the problems that we have right now is just mm -hmm. more monetization it feels like it's the only way to really fix a lot of the the formatting in terms of maybe increasing it so that we can play more games um so that we're not just playing a bunch of games for the same amount of money so that we have uh, a more fair um, a longer term experience with a better ev it just feels like it's more monetization in my opinion yeah there was also the the arguments of course to like you know why would someone be incentivized to play and not just afk if they knew they're out of the tournament already i was thinking about this and and i'd like to see like placement bounties or something where you know you win a certain amount of money based on your placement in a game no matter what your overall points in the tournament are just to continue to incentivize people to continue to try you know even if they're in that position because at least they can walk away with a little bit more things like that perhaps but uh, in in my mind, and, and I'll let you talk next, of course, Dan, but like in my mind, uh, a lot of it does come down to there's so little ability right now for the community to create things around TFT. Uh, the best that TFT competitive has ever been, and I, I've said this many times, is and I said earlier today, is, is Giant Slayer series. When we had this long tournament where we had play nights uh, every week, for multiple weeks across multiple patches and then that led into a playoffs and that led into a final lobby then so players got a lot of games or for a lot of patches to prove themselves and it was great you can see all these wonderful emerging stories the difficulty is that it's so hard to run tournaments like that because you need to you know aggregate stream views or then or you have to jump through all the hoops to do something on the tournament realm you know which which still isn't the greatest spectator experience for tft and we're still figuring that out obviously so I think while I would love to see more investment into TFT from Riot, the first place I want to see that money invested in is a good spectator mode that's accessible by everyone. So we can actually make things like we want to in this community. But that's that's my that's my thing. I'll get off my soapbox now and, and I'll let Dan get on his. Go ahead. <laughs> there's, <clears throat> there's honestly not enough time to kind of go through everything that I want to with this subject. So yeah. I'll start at the very beginning, which is um, I'm glad that they care enough to be vocal uh, because what ends up happening after this stage, I just want to say this very clearly, especially to people who work for Riot and think that it's, you know, rightfully so. It is a lot of like whiny players complaining. And Ramcap even said that in a bit longer, like, yes, like, please prove me this whiny, arrogant player wrong. Um, is that this is the stage before people stop caring and disengage entirely. 100%. Uh, and, yeah. and, and it's it's like the almost last final warning shot before players just give up and then disengage. And the, people mistake negativity and toxicity as the worst state of energy to be in. It's actually not. It's the second to worst. The worst is apathy. And we're very closely getting to that point. Uh, the saddest state is not Ram Kev's you know rage or or soju's twit longer and complaints it's actually kiyun i think kiyun the fact that he just has stopped caring and trying entirely and you can just hear how sad he is whenever he talks about like save competitive 
hurts me more than any of the, uh, the, the, the complaints about these fit loggers. And they post these fit loggers because they care. So I just want to say that to start things off. Um, second of all, as much as we can kind of go things down, break point by point uh, in Ramcap's thing, the most important statement uh, that resonated with me for Ramcap uh, was this sentence from his initial outlook, which is funny because I feel like this should be his TLDR, is Ramcap has st- said, quote, what I have come to conclude is that tournament formats themselves do nothing to promote or to demonstrate the skill level of these players and in many cases are detrimental to this goal. And so what Ramkev means by this statement is that tournaments aren't the best way for you to feel a competitive outlet in TFT. And that is a really sad thing because that's what competition is all about. These tournaments are really not about money. Money certainly helps because it just it, it patches up a lot of the negative feelings about certain things. But mm-hmm. in reality, we play competitive TFT because we love the game and we want to see the quality of the game be pushed at the highest level. And there's so much beauty to unpack at the top level of Teamfight Tactics. And the players themselves don't feel like it's being represented or demonstrating because of that. And I think that was the biggest takeaway I have from Ramkev, which is that one of the players who proved himself through the competitive system, right? Ramkev broke out because of set four, is now saying that it is not something that he personally enjoys or can recommend to other people despite doing it himself. And that is really sad to see. Um, The rest of his points, I think, can be nitpicked and argued. Like, I don't really think point structure matters that much, but it seems to be a really passionate subject for him. 1 to 10 versus 1 to 8. I'm sure we can argue about when it's correct. Checkmate, yes, we can argue about when we should do and what not, but that's not what's important. The important part is that these competitive players are dissatisfied with the competitive experience. And if that's the case, if, if TFT competitive is not about making money, it's not about ROI, it's purely about player experience and ensuring that we retain players, it's not doing that. So we're failing it at a baseline level of what competitive TFT should be. Because we're definitely not making money doing competitive TFT. We should at least make it engaging, retain the players, and hype. And it's just none of that right now. Uh, in yeah, terms I of mean, Aegon's... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I, 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 I can go on and on and on. So please, please yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you really, we really could. I, <laughs> I think that the saddest part is that, you know, right now it feels like people are just slowly drifting away. And I think that if nothing is done, it'll just be one person at a time, you know, every month. Maybe it's maybe it's someone major, maybe it's not someone major, but, you know, the latter just slowly, just this, the most skilled players just slowly seep away to other games that they find interesting. Um, if nothing is seeming to be done um, for these players, they'll just say, okay, well, if nobody cares about me, then I'll just go find somebody that is willing to, um, willing to support and help the competitive scene of whatever game they might go to next more than somebody that or a company that is giving hardly any if any support um which find a better competitive experience elsewhere yes Mm -hmm. and i i think it's okay go ahead okay i'll just say i'll just say that um ultimately these Twitlongers, the, the problem was that a lot of them is that they're not offering solutions. Uh, I would say that that's what I respect the most about what Aegon is trying to do. He tries to dive into the actual business side of things. He's talking about yeah. uh, SEO, right? Like he's talking about ways that we could be promoting cross platform. He's talking about different methodologies that we should be evaluating. And he even links certain like talks about 
how you know email systems actually work a lot better for gamers than traditional marketing advertisement campaigns. And I just think that like it was a lot more thoughtful. And while on the surface level, I do think that Aegon says a lot of smart things. A lot of them are a little bit more impractical than he's leading on. I just like that that's the kind of discussion that's being driven forward. And so mm. it's really cool to see someone who has stepped away entirely from competitive uh, be able to put for so much effort. So I just want to give a special shout out to Aegon. Very thoughtful, um, well-written, and, and not really anything to disagree with. Yeah, it's, it's great. You should definitely go read it if you haven't. Um, and I, I do want to add one other point to this, that there is a flip side to this. There, there is a side where uh, it's a be careful what you wish for side. And I think we can look at Overwatch as a great example of that, where the developer decided to put tons of money into the scene, but simultaneously oh take the ability of the community uh, to make their own tournaments and things away, right? So you had the complete and total takeover. Uh, and that clearly has not gone great either. So there is, a, there is a flip side to this. So there always needs to be a balanced approach to it, where we need to provide the community with the tools to build the esports scene themselves, and we need a developer to support it as well, whether that's monetarily with world championships, kind of the big things, right? Uh, you can't have one or the other. We've seen both extremes, neither works. So let's try to get a little bit of balance, not just in TFT, but in esports in general. But that's a, that's a whole other podcast. But... Anyway, uh, you know, again, this clearly all, like Dan said, comes from a place of love because we love this game and we want to succeed and we want more people to enjoy it. But sometimes you got to, you know, kind of get harsh to get people to move. So, you know, here we are trying to trying to say what needs to be said. But uh, it's time to time to move on. Time to move on to everybody's favorite segment, which is are you ready, Noster? It's the N.A. tier list. That's right. I know you've been working hard. You've been slaving away, trying to create the perfect tier list. Here's your chance to show it off to the world. You can put out the names in any order. You can move them around. You know the drill. You've watched the show before. So who's your who's your top ten right now? This is also the NA regionals. This is for regionals. Tier list. Yeah. For regionals. Yeah. Oh, for I regionals. forgot that. Okay. We should mention that. NA regionals tier list. Yeah. Her... Okay. I think I have to put Setsuko as one. The guy is right. just he just doesn't make mistakes on ladder. And whilst his tournament play might be a little weaker. I think it's just absolute dominance on the ladder. So I think I have to put Setsuko as one. I think that would be a crime if I didn't put Setsuko as one. He's infinite LP above everyone else. And whenever you watch him, he just doesn't really make mistakes. So I think he's, I that's, a, that's an easy one. Yeah, I agree. Uh, power rankings come out this week for TFTPR. <laughs> I put Setsuko as my number one. I won't tell you what anyone else is, but I, I agree. A little teaser there. Who's who's number two or or any other number wait, you want to? So wait, is this is this people who have only qualified? Or yes, people who are playing at regions right now. Only yeah. qualified. Okay. Right, right. So, all right, could put, you could put Goose in there because he's effectively locked in. All right, give me. I think this is after this. I don't think I would have done this before Innovator Cup, but I think Appy's I'll put it as second. Really impressive. Really tournament. number two. Really impressive I like tournament. It. I think, in my opinion. What? I agree. I agree. And he's 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 got a little bit to prove on ladder, but I think in terms of tournament, every single time I've watched him, he's done really well. Um, so I think I'll put Appies a second. Okay. All right. Already spicy, spicy list, spicy yeah. Appies. Hmm. I don't know. There's a <clears throat> lot of players. I feel like I feel like those two, in my opinion, are a little bit above everyone else. 
Um, Whoa, gapping already at not, the not like that, Not that <laughs> much ahead of everyone else. You know, you're in this field too, gap. by the way. Just want to let you know. It's true. Um, give me... <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want to put Spencer here. Just out of pure respect for what he's done. Even though he's not quite in peak form right now, I think that... He's he's just he's just one of the best players on the in the ladder right now. Um, not not right now, but he has been just proved himself time and time again that he will always show up. I mean, I mean he was playing Lost Ark and he got like whatever place he got like eleven. He was playing two games at once. Like I, I don't I recommend know. that, by the way. That's I don't think that's a recipe for NA to win World Spencer. I'm just gonna tell you right now. Like uh, I I hope if you're serious about it, you're probably not not gonna do that. I've, you know, <laughs> good job getting to good job you know doing that uh it's it is impressive but if you want to be the world champ i don't think that's gonna i don't think that's gonna work <laughs> just putting that out there uh give me give me robin as fourth i think the robin has proved himself as just consistent um most of the time he he might not be the guy that that uh you know is, is always like dominating any field but i feel like he's always solid all around i think he's a solid four this this middle this midsection might get moved around a little. Okay. Like, give me. It's okay. I think, time. I think time. It's, yeah. I think it's. I think it's. Robin. Um. I don't know. This is tough. This is this midsection's tough. Yeah, it is. Because like players like Solus, I think I would generally put on this list if they weren't playing Lost Ark as their main <laughs> game. Um. The Lost Ark but... disease is strong in the TFT community. <laughs> if you put Stock and Spencer doing well, uh, despite not having his full attention on the game, you, sh you can also put Stock in the fact that Solus came basically as unprepared as he could possibly be, yeah. and still did okay. Like it's actually he didn't do that badly. Yeah, I mean, Solus might end up on this list, maybe maybe closer to the bottom. But okay, no, okay, okay, all right. Um, your name's out there too. Stan. I like I like that I you think said. I, li uh... I like Goobums here. I like Goobums. All right. Goobums I, at five. I think okay. that Goobums has been kind of similar to Robin. Not really not really the best maybe in anything, but just really solid all around, I think. Um, doesn't make too many mistakes uh, in general. I think very well rounded. So I'll put it I'll put Goobums as, as five. Um oh, man, I don't know. Goose is a hard one for me to rate because Goose on ladder is so different than Goose in tournament. Like, I think that he's probably the second, maybe third best ladder player. But in terms of tournament, I feel like he just struggles a lot with his play style to rank him highly for a tournament. Um, mm. Which is kind of weird because if it was, I think if it was a normal player ranking, you'd probably put him like fourth or fifth just because of how good he is on ladder. But uh i don't know i don't that's tough i don't know give me i also like aniko here i don't know i, I have a hard time getting away from aniko i think i think aniko is all right played really well overall i think he's, I agree. his tournament i think his tournaments especially have been really impressive um he seems to show up in tournaments a little bit um yeah, so I, I think Nico Nico's on the rise up for sure, especially. Yeah, give me a Nico six I mean, after this weekend. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> six is a little high for me personally, but I, I think I like that you're thinking about it this way. I mean, there, there's not. I feel like there's not too many people to choose from. There's only like 
Well, you're forgetting a couple of like really important people, in my opinion. I I mean I don't know how to rate socks. I mean probably put socks here. Give me give me socks a seven. Okay. Really? I think it's a crime to not put. Oh, yeah. I think I think socks a seven. And depends on what form he's gonna be, right? Is he? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's he... it's kind of like it's kind of the same with Solus, right? I don't I I feel like they're both really good players, but like I haven't seen them playing that much. But give me socks out of at seven. This is just this is a pure respect move because I think that socks is probably. I don't know. Give me socks. Give me socks. This this might get moved on. Just just put socks at seven for now. All right. You're forgetting one person or two people in my opinion that I think you're gonna go back and be like, oh crap, I need to redo this list. That's just my. Are you I'm trying to influence this? Uh, you know, yes, Dan's, I got am. Of course. Dan's got a tier yes, list coming am. out tomorrow, and I, oh, I yeah. feel like he's trying to get more agreement from this professional player we have on. No, the no, no. I want, I want Noster. <laughs> I want to help Noster before he embarrasses himself. For oh, I, I see. I see. It's it's done out of love. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. All right. I feel like. I feel like it's this is. Hmm. All right. Give me myself. At eight. Okay. All right, all right. Okay. Glad you made it. Congratulations. Mm. Um. Yeah, I, th I think that that's probably where I'd put myself here. Okay. Probably around Top eight, eight or nine. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I'm looking for nine. Oh man, these are all like, these are all I think. I think except for I think aside from like Spencer, Appies, and Setsuko. I think the most of the rest of the, these people on this list are like, we're all pretty close to each other, I think, in terms of skill right now. Or not maybe not skill, but in terms of how good we are at the game, more specifically. Okay. Um, I don't know. For regionals, it's kind of rough uh, for me to personally rate tournaments because, once again, I, people can end up anywhere. But I'm gonna, go, I'm, gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with a little bit of a... With a little bit of a dark horse. Give me Valet. I think Valet Ooh, has all right. has done well hmm. at tournaments. And I think that he, he's got potential. Valet right. and Ramkev are two peas in a pod. Great players, <laughs> but they're mental. We're just, you just never know where their head's at. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. We got one spot um, left. Could be anyone, oh, but man. who do you think it's going to be? <laughs> Hmm. Is this where Solus goes? You said Solus might be at the bottom of the list. <laughs> I feel oh, like there's. I feel like all these players. I feel like I could put Pawn up here. I feel like I could put Dish up here. I feel like I could put Asia here, and I feel like I could put Solus here. But I don't know. I don't know who I should put here. I don't know who. Who do I think is gonna pop off on at regionals? Huh. Dan's like bouncing around in his seat. Like he clearly knows. <laughs> like, <laughs> who do I think is gonna pop off at regionals? I have an issue in the back like, of my I neck. Like like I feel like all of them. I feel like all of them could pop off. Um. Who do I feel in my gut's gonna gonna do well? You know, give me, give me, give me, give me dish soap. Give me dish soap. Okay. All right. I feel like that's the that's the that's the wild card on this list. Is there any Someone specific reason, any specific memory of dish soap that that causes him to uh, to grab that last spot? He's good on ladder, and he's he's showed up. In, he's been he's done pretty well in tournaments um, overall this set. So that that one I'm not so certain about, but I think that 
I think that that's the that's the that's the wild card. That's that's the wild card on this list. Okay. Um, okay. All right, there it is. Yeah. Is there any? Is that it? Do I any, want to move anyone around? Well, that's what I'm going to ask. Do you want to move anything? Are there any changes you feel um, compelled to make now that you look at the list in its totality? Um. Hmm. Mm, you know what? Move. Move Spencer down two. Whoa. I thought you said there put, was a gap. Ah, uh, no, it was Appy's and Setsuko. I said there was a gap. Oh, okay. Move Spencer down two, I think. Hmm. I think that he stands to be ranked three, but like right right as of right now, I think he's probably I'll put him as five. Okay. okay. Alright, that's looking pretty uh that's looking pretty good. <clears throat> okay, so Robin in third, Goobum's in fourth, and Spencer drops to fifth now. Okay. But that looks good. That's that's what you're gonna go with. Okay. Yeah, out of everyone that's qualified already. Oh wait, I kind of want. I kind of <laughs> want to put. I kind of want to put the goose at ten. Oh, oh man, I, I don't know. Okay. So dish soap gets knocked off entirely, um, and uh, it's goose at ten now. Ah uh, man, I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I don't know. This. You know what? You know what? You know what? Take dish soap off. Put, oh, put, he's put, put he's been off. eliminated. No, no, he's I, he's been oh. completely eliminated now. All right. Goose you know what? I, I, I don't think I don't think I can. I don't think I can uh, sleep tonight if I don't put probably the, the second or third best ladder player right now. So I, I think that's the list. That's the list. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's locking it in. All right. Noah. All right. No take backs. Dan, how uh, on earth did Dan, you forget you Ramblin? How on earth did you forget Ramblin? <laughs> Wait, on is Ramblin qualified already? Yes. <laughs> okay. You know what? I, okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait. I'm not. I was not aware. It. I'm my my boys. I didn't even know my boys could go this okay. high in pitch. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe it's maybe it's goose out and rambling. Okay. It's definitely goose out. And rambling. <laughs> rambling oh, and okay. I don't see him okay, on the is list. There oh, is there anyone man. else? Milk. Is there anyone else? A lot of people would put milk high on their list right now. Um. In general. Hmm. Let me see where milk is. I feel like milk's been Ramblin. playing fairly well. Okay, it's definitely rambling over, um, over Goose. I don't know. I feel like Milk's been playing fairly well. Hmm. Is there anyone else qualified? I'm I was sorry. not. I'm not aware. Like, I'm not. Aware. I, I, you know, I thought we had the list. Uh, so. You, you, meant, you mentioned most of the names that people talk about um, uh, already. I, right. I think a couple uh. of others might be like Non-Tom. Uh, yeah, I might put. EQA. I might okay move okay okay this is this is not accurate then move move me down to nine move Ramblin up to eight I think take probably ballet off and put oh that's kind of rough um and probably put milk. Oh, that's kind of rough. Let me put milk in at ten. Okay. Our poor Actually, producer. Actually, move move me to ten. Move, I'll, yeah, I think <laughs> move me to ten. You're slowly falling off the list. Are you gonna eliminate yourself <laughs> soon? Like yeah. I'm getting He's worried. He's gonna bring himself yeah, eleven. No sir, no sir, eleven. Two pogo. No sir, eleven. I do no no shot. <laughs> oh no, I feel you like gave right him a new meme. Right now, we're chilling. <laughs> so no, <laughs> no sir, eleventh. All right. No. Okay. Uh, no sir, tenth. No sir, tenth. Right. Okay. 
Huh, I feel like I could put, now. I feel like you could put Nom Tom or Goose where I am, but you know what? You know what? Screw it. Screw it. Yeah, you deserve right. to be this on that is, list. Like this, like this, is the, this is your this list. This is the list. Show some confidence. Yeah. Let's All right. Go, let's go. Let's go. Nostra 10th. Let's do it. All right. Well, there we go. I would consider also maybe DQA, but I watched this guy 13 streak in tournament and not top four, so there's no shot. There's absolutely no shot. There you go. There's no shot this guy's going on this list. It's locked. There you go. Lock it in, Doa. Locked in. I, I'm, I'm locking it in as best I can. I have no actual power here, but I will lock it in for the, for what it's worth. It's locked. All right. Sets go. Spicy Appies, Liquid Rob, Goobum, Spencer, Inico, Socks, Ramblin', Milk Guy, and Nostra 10th to round out the list. And uh, there you go. There's our NA Regionals tier list. It was a long journey. This could have been like a, a three-movie trilogy of getting right. us there. But we got there in the end. And you know what? That means it's time for everybody's favorite segment. It is the mailbag. Now, while we have Nostra 11 answer this question, you in chat can ask questions as well. Nostra will pick one, and you will get a gift card. So uh, there you go. Get 10 bucks, I believe okay. it is. So uh, keep that in mind while he's answering this question. The question is from Discord, Kandru. Sorry if I butchered that. How would you define your play style, and has it changed over the years? Um, I think that you could probably say that it started out the most like Kerm because I watched a lot of Kerm. That's how I improved a lot. Um, and like set three and four. So I started as a fast eight player, just ex like almost exclusively fast eight, really bad at reroll. But recently I've started trying to play more and more reroll because, you know, I think it's a valuable out to have. Um, I think it was, it's fast eight. And then it started being real. Is the main the main things, um, is my playstyle. Okay. I don't I don't I don't feel like I understand. Can you go, can you go into more depth? What that means? So. Generally, streaking early, staying strong early, uh, slamming items, being pretty aggressive, and playing a little more tempo, trying to stay ahead of the lobby, going fast. You know, fast seven three five after the third carousel, pushing the pushing tempo, pushing aggression. Um, to try and go fast or eight, to try and save HP early, and then maybe guarantee the top four and then play for more. But have recently started to see and try to play more reroll outs in the mid game instead of slamming items, maybe greed items a little more hmm. to try and okay. play for the first. Because that's another thing I think I have struggled with, to be honest, is winning games. My win rate is probably one of the worst in high challenger. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think is uh, my playstyle. Okay. So okay. how would you define your play style and how is it changed? My play style. Does we stall, uh, we stall for my more play style is uh well, let's see. It's uh for a long time it was just learn one AP comp and then go 2020 and just like grind enough games to get there, you know. Uh then in set 4, my eyes opened and I played full flex for the entire set and it was great. And then in set 5, I played full flex and I wasn't very good at it. And in set 6, I uh Pretty much did the same thing and then 6.5 went back to 2020 hextech until they nerfed it and now i'm still relearning how to play the game since then but there's a lot of options how about you dan what would you describe as your play style my play style <clears throat> my play style i don't know i feel like you know who would answer this really well i think bryce would answer this really well because he watches me play more than anybody in the world. so um my play style is quite open i i try to i try to play from every angle as as much as i can um and that was actually a weakness of mine i think 
the one big lesson that I learned uh, the first time I climbed the Challenger a few sets ago was that I tried too hard to be an intelligent TFT player. Uh, one of one of the most memorable pieces of advice I've ever gotten was from Delicious Milk. He watched me play one game of TFT. He's coached me one time in TFT, and he messaged me after. I've said this a couple times on TFT talk show, so if you hmm. already heard this, I apologize. Milk watched me for one game and, and coached me, and and his his big takeaway says, Frodan, you play TFT as if it's a good game. That's your biggest <laughs> weakness. And I did I for the for, for about. 15 minutes. I just could not fathom what he was trying to communicate to me. But what I started to really understand when you translate between the lines, because you, you need a translator for milk, is that he says that I try to do too many crazy complicated things and I need to just simplify my game plan a lot more. Because I was holding too many items and as a result causing a lot of decision paralysis. I was open to things that shouldn't be uh, in my mind whatsoever, and it's causing me to have uh, really inefficient transitions. I'm not positioning. I'm not thinking about what's important. I'm thinking about what I think is cool. And I think that was mm. uh, something that really shifted my play style uh, specifically over this past year. And I'll never forget that advice because every time I feel like I'm getting lost, I simpl- that's what I do. I simplify my game plan even more. If, if I'm not climbing, it's, a good idea. it's because I'm probably getting too fancy. So It's helped. There you go. Okay. Sage Anyways, have we saw, we, I think we saw yeah. long enough. We saw it long enough. I think so. I see Noster has picked a question. So we'll have you answer that as soon as it pops up on the screen here. It is. I picked the, um, yeah. the which TFT set is the best in oh, your opinion okay. and why. Um, I think that set six aesthetically isn't that pleasing. But I think that in terms of actual unit options, there was so much flex, so much opportunity to really showcase uh, player differential that I, I think it would be criminal to not rate it as one. I think it was the best set. I think that the Augments did wonders for the game. I, I honestly think Augments are probably the best system they've ever introduced um, in terms of variance. Um, and I think it would be criminal to not rate it one. It, in my opinion, it just seems far and beyond the best set. Um, cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'd I be inclined to agree. Yeah. Business analysts agree as well. I think <laughs> set six has been a resounding success. I think the only thing you can argue more is set one because that was such a special moment. Uh, in kick off, yeah. uh, that yeah, was, it was I, a fun set too. Yeah, absolutely. No one forgets uh, dragon shapeshifters with uh, Dragon's Claw and Shivana just being immune to magic damage. <laughs> Man, that, that was my favorite build. Some good times. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Shapeshifters is great. I loved it. But I would uh, say that uh, player player count wise, set four also should enter a lot of the equation because a lot of people love set four. I think a lot yeah, more casuals love set four. I, I mean, I think set four is probably the the most like enjoyable to watch the fights. Um, it was so. I think pretty. in terms of it was actual so game design, I think set six is definitely the best. Agree. Hard That's agree. Fair. Six four one but we can we can rank all of them later we'll do someday we'll have the ability to rank like all like 10 plus sets you know we'll we'll get there eventually and then we can come back to this we can revisit this again sure. but uh congrats to what do you mean seven on uh being chosen by noster for your question and uh you win a uh, 10 bucks i believe it is a gift card so congratulations and uh thanks to noster for answering that one and so 
that brings us now to the end of the show. It's been a great show. It's been fun to talk about everything. There's been ups and downs, but overall, you know, we're here because we like TFT and we like to watch the scene grow. And uh, all of you in chat are a part of that. So we're glad you could join us. Nostra, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a ton of fun. Before we thank go, you do you have any parting words for us? Any shout outs? The floor is no, yours. No, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, shout out to, well, uh, I guess I'll shout out my T person and Fizdoink if they're in chat still. Um, my friends but uh, other than that no thank you for having me uh i had a good time and uh maybe i'll be back here someday yeah i i would bet on it for sure dan any any farting thoughts for you yeah so tomorrow i will be doing a podcast with bryce blom it's the don't talk <laughs> if you don't know podcast at 6 30 p.m so basically 23 hours from now we're going to be releasing the updated power rankings uh we have an all-new panel uh, because half the people are on break. So we have uh, Setsuko, who's part of the panel, and I feel comfortable in saying this, a face reveal. That's right. No one knows Ooh. what Setsuko looks like. Wow. He actually sent us his profile picture. So it'll be fun. Take a look at that. That's right. Don't hey. talk if you don't know. Coming up on March 10th. Wow, thank you. I actually didn't even put that in the notes. Neat. Um, our producers are uh, on top of it, as usual. Ramkev is going to be our guest. And apparently Ramcamp's doing a double header. He has also the Triforce Tactics podcast, which I also want to shout out as well. I think they do good stuff. It's Spicy Happy, Shirachi, and Ramkev. So that's going to be happening like two hours beforehand, and then Ramkev's going to hop on our podcast, probably talk very similarly about the same issues that he has. <laughs> up. But we'll also talk about players. I think the three players that he'll be grading uh, with the specific reportable report card is himself, Appies, and Goose. So that should be fun to see what he thinks about those players. Should be a good time. There you go. I enjoy watching it every time. I will enjoy watching it again. And there's also the 6.5 Challenger Series coming up this weekend. That's going to be fun. Lots of great players fighting for uh, one of the last chances you've got to get into NA Regionals. So if you're a fan of any of these players on the list down here, definitely watch that. And even if you're not, like definitely watch it. It should be great TFT. You get to see 12.5B on full display and get almost maybe a little bit of an NA Regionals preview as far as how a tournament meta might shake up on this patch. So it should be uh, really cool. Looking forward to watching that. And uh, it'll be a good time. So definitely check that out. But that is about it. That ends the show. Thank you so much to everybody for watching. Thank you to Giant Slayer for putting this on. Uh, it's always a ton of fun. It's been great, as it always is. Thanks to Riot for making the game we all love. Uh, as much as we complain sometimes, again, it does come from a place of love. We know you can do better. So we're just here to... You know, help push you along, I guess, sometimes. But in the end, it's been a great show. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Watch Challenger Series this weekend. This weekend, watch it. Don't talk if you don't know. Watch Triforce podcast. Watch Noster stream. Watch all the TFT stuff you can. Have a good time with it. Be excellent to each other. Stay safe, and we will see you next time.